to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. We're going to look today, Vince, on 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, where he says that Jesus is our righteousness, our holiness, our redemption. We kind of teased the show earlier today uh, on another show what is righteousness? How are we righteous? Why are you righteous? And I don't think a lot of people have ever really thought about this before, really come to a real understanding of it. The reason why you are righteous is because God said that you're righteous. Not because a man said that you're righteous. Not because somebody, you decided you were righteous. God declared that you were righteous. And so we come to him in faith. We are saved by grace through faith. So we come to him in faith. He pours out his grace upon us, and he, at that point, declares that we are righteous. And somebody asked me today, well, can you be righteous without, and still be without being sinless? Can a person who is sinful be righteous? And the answer to that is obviously yes, because we are all born into sin. We are all um, lost. We are all um, fallen short of the glory of God. And as we put our faith in Christ, God pours out his grace upon us and Jesus's righteousness is given to us. And that's why Jesus said, your faith has, your righteousness has to be more than the Pharisees. And people said, well, how could we be more righteous than them? They follow the law. They do everything. It's because he is our righteousness. God has declared that we are righteous because of him. Amen. I was just thinking about that statement that you made. Can someone be righteous and and be saying, and as you were saying that again, Holy Spirit dropped this on me. Can someone travel while it's raining outside and not get wet? Sure, if they have a covering, right. <laughs> if they're covered, and and we're righteous because of Jesus's redemptive works, not because of ours. Scripture says in Second Corinthians, it says, "For we, for he who knew no sin." was made sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God. So our righteousness is in in and through Christ Jesus. And I remember back in the day before I was saved, and when I first got saved, I would hear that word righteous or righteousness, and it sounded like it was just so far from me. I couldn't be righteous. But again, this is why Christians need to be taught, because righteousness just means you're in right standing with God. Right. And he's the one who says that we are. Right. A man doesn't. Right. 
So if he says you're right in right standing with him as a result of receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if God said it, let him be true and every man be a liar. So scripture says Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. So he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God. Jesus took all the sin of mankind. God took it and placed it on Jesus. So he gave us. The scripture says, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for our sake he became poor, that we through his poverty might have be rich or have abundance. We have his, and it, then it goes to say, those who receive the abundance of grace in the free gift of righteousness, that's the amplified, the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in life as kings. Because we got what God gave us. And you can't earn what God has to give you. Right. See, we're, we're declared right before God by God himself. We're not declared right before God because we decided we wanted to be. We're not because somebody told us we were. You know, your name is in the book of life. We're we, At our church, we've been looking at Revelation, and we're coming to Revelation 22. Your name right. is in the book of life because the Lamb put it there. Right. Jesus put your name in the book. So Jesus puts your name in the book, and only Jesus, if he so desired or could, would take your name out. So a person doesn't put your name in, and a person doesn't take your name out. Whenever I hear people talk about excommunication or any of that in, in different groups, yeah, a person can't take your name out of the book. A person can't put your name in the book. Well, it's just like your saying, name is put in the book by the Lamb of God. It's just like saying a person can kick you out of the household of the family of God. After oh, you've received can. Jesus as Lord and Savior. I thought it was a personal relationship with me and God. Right. And, and again, you don't become righteousness or righteousness doesn't come upon you because of all the goody, goody, two-shoe things you did. You because it's a result of works. No, it came as you put your faith in God. I was just reading over here in Romans chapter 4, verse 3. It says, uh, oh, four, four one. it says, What then shall we say, Abraham my father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified, that word justified means declared righteous, was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. Well, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Whoop, there it is. Abraham just believed what God said. Oh, we have to believe what it says in Romans 10. Believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, confess with our mouth, and we'll be saved. Upon that confession, boom, righteousness has come upon you. You're righteous now. You've been justified. You didn't have to do no works for it. All you had to do was same thing Abraham did, believe, and then start speaking it. I'm saved. Start saying I'm righteous. I say it all the time. I'm righteous. But it, we're the devil righteous because to... God says that we're righteous. Right, right, right. And, and I yeah. only say what he says about me. Right. See, and, and I guess that's where we want to go with this is that once you come to the realization that you are righteous— right before God, because God said you were, then all of a sudden your life takes on a different tone, I think, a different meaning, a different purpose. I don't have to worry about being good so that I'll be right before God. God already said I was right before him. So I don't do good works. I don't try to live right so that I can be righteous before God. And this is a problem, I think, in the American church, but not just in the American church, the church since the beginning, because Paul has to write to the Galatians, and he says to them, who has bewitched you? 
who has who has made you believe this? You started with the Spirit. Why do you want to go back to the law? And did you receive the Spirit because you followed the law or because of grace? And this happens to Christians even today. We are saved by grace through faith. We believe. We have the Spirit. And we are right before God. And then all of a sudden we think, oh, and I've got to do this too. And I've got to watch out. And I've got to do this. And I've got to do that. And I've got to watch everything that I do, or else I might lose my righteousness. Our righteousness didn't come to us because of works and will not leave us because of works. So we don't live right so that we can be righteous. We live right because we are righteous. Amen. Amen. And we, and we're righteous again because God said we are. And you know what? This is basic teachings, and, and I believe Christians need to learn this from the offset when they get born again, because once you find out that you're righteous because of not because of your works, but because of God said it, that actually, in the Bible says, God's word is living and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's a, it, 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 it goes, pierces the hearts and, and, and the discerner of the spirits. So once you get a revelation of righteousness, your image will change because God's your word. image of yourself. Right, right. So your whole image with your relationship with God because now you know you're in right standing with God. And the Bible says over in Romans also where it talks about righteousness, he, he probably concludes over in Romans 8, he says we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. If that ain't being in right standing with God, I don't know what is. If he says I'm an heir with him and a joint heir with Christ, I'm good. There's no condemnation now. And uh, we have to just, not only out of that in righteousness comes everything else that the Father has. Once you understand that your righteousness in God by the redemptive works of Jesus Christ by receiving them, everything else you now have a, that's a, it's available to you because you're in the kingdom and the family of God now. So you're in right standing. So now you can get an understanding of I'm an heir with God. I'm a joint heir with Christ. The Bible says uh, Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And then he tells us in that same text, he said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Well, Jesus knew he was righteous. He had no doubt. And even when he was hanging on the cross about to be crucified and as he was being, he still knew he was righteous. Actually, he told the young man next to him that received him as Lord and Savior, you're righteous too because you're going to be in paradise. So, it's all about just walking in or stepping into what God has already declared about us. Well, see, I think sometimes as Christians we forget or don't know or don't think about what it is that we are entitled to as we are now in a right standing before God. And you were exactly right earlier when you said now all these things are available to us in the sense of I don't have to worry. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. The, I am a child of God. I am made right before God. I have all the promises that God has, mm -hmm. and they're all made to me, and they're all good. So I don't need to worry because God will provide all things according to his riches and glory. I don't need to fear because he has not given us a spirit of timidity and fear, but a spirit of power. And so once I realize who I am in him, that I don't live for him, I live from him. Amen. So I don't 
I don't have to worry about living for God. It's because God is alive in me. I'm Everything I live is from him. So any wisdom I have is from him. Any courage I have, any strength I have is from him. So I don't have to be courageous for God so that I can live for him. I don't have to be any of those things for him. Those things all come from him. Too many Christians are trying to live for God. They're trying to to do things for God. They're trying to be something so he will be happy with them. You need to realize that whatever you have is coming from God, not for God, but from God, so that you're able to teach, you're able to witness, you're able to do whatever because of God in you. It's those words, those things are coming from him. You're not doing that for him so that he will be pleased with you. It's he in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's the Holy Spirit alive in you that allows you to live, not for God, but from God. Right. And, and one other thing, as you were speaking, remind me that comes from God, forgiveness. Oh, Amen. man, that's a big one, forgiveness. And that's why there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And back to the original statement you made, can you be righteous and, and and I'm going to say, I call sin missing the mark, just like a marksman. If I was shooting at a target and I missed the mark, well, if I missed the mark, I'm still righteous. I just have to go ahead and make the correction because you get another shot at it if you stay in righteousness. And God's given us 1 John 1, 9. I believe that scripture is for believers. 1 John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sin, you're talking to us, that you are, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. See, unrighteousness is sin. But he says, if you miss the mark, I'll cleanse you from that. But you got to come to daddy and, and confess it. So now I can still stay in my righteousness state because I've already talked to the father about that because we understand as a righteous one, I can come boldly to the throne of grace in a time of need. The the middle the, the veil of separation has been torn down by Jesus' redemptive words. See, it's all about Jesus and, and receiving what he's done for us. He who knew no sin was made sin for us, that we may become the righteousness of God. And that's we can't ever forget that. I have a big banner in our building that, that says, Jesus Christ is Lord. I always want to remind myself and remind everybody else, Jesus Christ is Lord. That's why Jesus said about communion, do this in remembrance of me. You were made righteous because of my sacrifice. I was the obedient one. I was reading here in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. It says, for if by one man's offense, death rang. He's referring to Adam, who through the one much more, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. See, it's a gift. How much do you have to pay for a gift? See, we didn't have to pay. <laughs> the price was paid. But, it was but paid we received Jesus. the gift, yeah. But who received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So as you receive that gift of righteousness, the scripture says you should reign in life through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to drop down to verse 19. It says, for as by one man's disobedience, 
many were made sinners. That one man is Adam. So also by one man's obedience, that's Jesus, many will be made righteousness. Righteous. That's good news. So we have to always acknowledge what Jesus did, and we have to go ahead and receive it. All the sin that you could have, have done in the past, will do, doing or will do, it's all been paid for. You just have to go ahead and receive that grace and stay in your position of righteousness. That's a position. We're in Christ Jesus. That's our position. We're not sinners anymore, saved by grace. We were sinners, saved by grace. Now we're righteousness. <laughs> Abraham didn't go around, you know, saying he was a sinner. We're righteous now. I don't never say I'm a sinner. Oh, sinner. Yeah, I used to be a sinner, but now I'm a saint, according to God's word. Now I'm righteous, according to God's word. Again, I believe what God said about me. We do this every Sunday, too. We hold up our Bibles high, like Joel Osteen. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I can do what it says I can do. We have to believe the word of God and not believe the thoughts and suggestions of the enemy, because he wants to tell you everything that's contrary to this book right here. He wants to tell you you're unrighteous. No, you're still a sinner. And he, he wants you to have that grasshopper in image. God, through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, he wants you to have this image of, because you received that gift of righteousness, he wants you to have the image of a ruler. Jesus, he didn't see himself as, he didn't have a low self-esteem. Even as he was going to the cross, carrying his cross, being whipped and spit on, he still knew who he was because he still communicated with the Father. And he said, Father, See, forgive and you, them. And you talk about, <laughs> right, and you talk about the gift of righteousness. We're, we're once again made righteous because God declares that we're righteous. It wasn't because we did good works. It wasn't because we did more good than bad. It wasn't Ooh. because we tried really hard. It's because God declared us righteous. We are in God's righteousness because God has said that we are righteous. I I just want to keep going back to the whole idea because I see so many Christians who once they become a Christian have that same problem that they had in Galatia where now they think they have to do something to keep God's love. They have to do something to keep his righteousness. They have to do something. So it's Jesus and Jesus and go to church every week. And if I miss a Sunday, God's going to be mad at me. God's going to get me. And Jesus and no smoking. Jesus and don't get me wrong. There are a lot of reasons not to smoke. Jesus and no whatever. No card playing, no movies, no dancing. And just pick something that, that you think that you can't do. Well, maybe you shouldn't do it. But it's because God's Holy Spirit would be leading you, not so that you can keep God's love. Mm -hmm. Once again, we're not living for God. We're living from God in the sense that he will give us all we need to live a righteous life. So you talked about forgiveness earlier. Forgiveness in the sense that we're forgiven but also, how is it that we're able to forgive those who trespass against us? Because of his love in us. We will be able to live love those who treat us badly because we will get love from God that we will give to others. So I'm not going to say to myself, well, I've got to love that person 
And I just have to because God expects me to. And I'm trying to live for God. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to love them even though I don't want to. No, we are living with love from God. And now I am able to love that person who despitefully used me because of God's love. I'm able to forgive that person that I wouldn't have forgiven before because I have forgiveness from God. And so I'm not living for God because I want to keep him happy. I'm living because of what I have from God. Mm-hmm. And we have righteousness from God. Amen. And uh, I was just glancing at the scripture here in Romans chapter 4, verse 13. And again, Abraham is considered the father of faith. He was uh, one of the first ones that God declared righteous. And the scripture has so much to say about Abraham and righteousness. And you got to think of Abraham just went on ahead and received what God said. So look what it says in uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 13. It says, For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed. We're his seed, because Scripture says in Galatians, If we be Christ, you're Abraham's seed. Through the law but through the righteousness of faith. Again, you got to receive that righteousness by faith, just like you got born again. You got to go ahead and receive everything God says is yours. You got to go ahead, believe it, and receive it. And it'll start, that seed will start growing up. But look what he says. Uh, For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise of no effect. I'm going to drop down to verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith, that it may be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now I'm going to drop down again, verse 19, and he's talking about Abraham. He said, he not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, he did not waver at the promise. No, the, prom- the promise is the word. He did not waver at the word or the promise of God through unbelief. You got to believe you're righteous. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, what God has promised, he was also able to perform. So if God said you're righteous, you got to be fully fully persuaded that he's able to perform that. Scripture says he will perfect that which concerns me. He who began a good work in me will complete it. Verse 22, and therefore, see, just because Abraham was fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform, the Scripture says, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now he goes to include us in verse 23. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it may be imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because because of our justification. So you're righteous, too, just because you have faith in Jesus Christ. That's what makes you righteous. You can't work for it, Richard. You can't go do enough jobs in the church building. You can't give enough money to become righteous. You just have to believe that God declared you righteous once you received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You're righteous. You're in right standing. Now, it's your job to learn how righteous people live. Well, you know, you talk to people outside the church a lot and ask them about heaven. They'll say they're going to heaven. And it's usually because I do more good than bad. Mm -hmm. I've always tried to do good in my life. It's almost always something like that. 
I've talked to Christians about being Christians, and mm-hmm. you'll hear things like, I know they must have been a Christian because they came to church every week. Right, right, right. I know right. they must have been a Christian because they used to come to every work day. I know they must have been a Christian because they did a lot of work around the church. I know they were a Christian because they taught Sunday school for 20 years. None of those things will make you a Christian. Are those all good things? Yes. But none of those things will make you a Christian. You are saved by grace through faith, not by works. And I got a scripture just for that. Romans chapter 10, verse 1. And now we're going to take the word Israel out and just put God's people. It says, 10.1, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for you is that you may be saved. For I bear witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. That's those people you just referred to. Yes, they have a zeal for God, but not according to For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. God says you're righteous because I, besides the works, you're righteous. So a lot of people are ignorant to God's righteousness, so they figure that i got to do all this stuff because I'm becoming more righteous. I remember Creflo Dollar, he tells this story how uh, his wife was in the kitchen, they looked their little apartment, and she was cooking some fried chicken and some spaghetti. And he was in the bedroom, in the one-bedroom apartment. He in the bedroom praying, and, and just, he told his wife he's going to stay in there and just pray. And he said, God started talking to him about that. He said, well, why are you in here praying? And your wife's out there cooking. He said, I'm in here praying because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get more righteous. He said, fool, you're already righteous. <laughs> you, you can't get no more righteous than you already are. I declared you righteous. Now, now get up off your knees and go in there and enjoy some of that meal with your wife. But he thought he, he was operating out his own knowledge. He thought he was praying to get more righteous. You can't get no more righteous than you already are. Richard. You can't get no more male than you already are. You can't take no drugs to make you more of a man, male because you're, you're a male. So you're already what God made you. He made you a male. You can't be like, hey, I'm going in the gym to be more manly. No, you're already a man. Yeah. You can't get no more Christian. You're already Christian because. But see, this goes back to this whole idea that there's something I have to do. Is, is being in prayer a good thing? Yes. But. We have got to realize what it is that God has already done, and it will cause us to live in a certain way. We don't work, and and I've said this before, I want to reiterate it. We don't work for God. We don't live for God. We live from God as believers. And so the strength I have does not come from me so that I can do things that will please God. The strength I have comes from God. Well, I want to say this real quick before we go. Uh, you know what? We live in a society that rewards us based on uh, our performance. So we think when we come to God, we want to perform and get rewarded. But the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can't work enough for God to reward you more. Uh, we're going to continue this subject uh, as the week go by tomorrow. Yeah, as the week go by. And we just want to thank you for listening in, and uh, we hope that this broadcast is continuing to ignite your faith on fire. Remember what the scripture says, that we walk by faith, not by sight. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire. 
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.